0: that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you two would like to be... Average, average girls. Average and
1: Average and Yeah. Okay, hi. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Average but Owning It. We're here
0: again being average. And you know what? I don't even think we're owning it anymore. It's, <laughs> I think it's going down We're now. barely scraping We're by. really ba- mm For example, we're barely scraping by. For some reason, I really keep stumbling on my words tonight. I know. I'm not nervous. Are you sure? You just look so beautiful tonight that it's just really throwing me off. Well, that's a lie. Uh, Yeah, me too. I look crusty. Okay, so let's just do our hot take. Yes? Okay. If you had
1: to choose between being naked 24-7 or having your thoughts appear in thought bubbles above your head for everyone to read, which one would
0: you choose? I hate would you rather questions. I don't want to be naked all the time, but I definitely have terrible thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever sometimes think of something that you like are trying to unthink as soon as possible that you're like, ew, ew, ew. Why did I think of that? Why did I think of that? I'm like thinking of one of those situations where everyone would be like, what? what yeah just like so out of context
1: yes yeah not out of context but out of nowhere and then everybody
0: knows when you're like zoning out or you're not listening like if you're in a meeting and you're thinking about something else your boss would be like stop
1: (laughs) thinking about spaghetti (laughs) I was thinking about
0: spaghetti today yeah I don't know what I would do I get okay but this is my other contingency question does everybody know that I'm naked for this reason like is this happening to everybody else too they have to choose between this or is it just me Suggest to you. Okay, but are people – like, am I at work and people are like, no, Haley's naked because of this? Or are they like, this woman keeps showing up to work <laughs> naked? Well,
1: they wouldn't allow you to show up to work every day naked unless you had a reason. Actually, you probably wouldn't have a normal functioning life.
0: I think I would probably pick the thought bubbles. Really? I mean, it, I just wouldn't go out in public that often. <laughs> yeah. I mean <gasps> – I wouldn't be able to do my job, though you wouldn't oh god this will ruin everything i would rather die than do either one yeah all of that sounds terrible i do not want to be naked in front of like and this is saying something because i don't have pants on like a lot a large percentage of the time but i don't want to be i'm just thinking about thanksgiving no literally i was thinking like what if i'm with someone else's family is where my brain (laughs) is right now if i'm with your family butt ass naked what are they thinking what are
1: they thinking? I mean, someone would have to preface like, "Haley's naked because she has to be."
0: Hey guys, my friend's coming to Thanksgiving, and she's coming naked. She's naked, but don't look. <laughs> she's naked, and don't look at her, and just pretend like you don't see her. <laughs> That's so. Absurd. And like, it's am I insecure, like, or do I like? Do I find I just I'm rolling with the Adam and Eve it's style? <laughs> I don't even know shame it's anymore. It's wherever you're at right now. With how I feel about myself, whenever I'm naked, yeah. <gasps> can we <I> wear underwear? <laughs> no. no, it has to be completely naked.
1: That's the question.
0: I just that sounds terrible. I just don't want to be naked in front of everybody. Or just like at the grocery. I can't store. babysit again.
1: <laughs> no way.
0: Little kids have no shame. You'd have to get a job that you could work from home. I would just never be able to leave my house. How am I supposed to go get my Amazon packages from the mail room? I can't just walk down there. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny to think about. I've been three. doing like daily things just naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Erica, my, one of my old bosses at Southeastern back in the day, she, um, she said, you know, sometimes I just think about it. I want to know how much of my life, if I just had a mental break, I could get through naked. Like I would get in the car, get to Southeastern. I'm walking to work, into the office. Like how long, would it how take far do I get somebody? before someone's like. Erica, go home. What are you doing? Like yeah. what's happening? I don't know what I would do in this situation. I think I just got to get a it'll be better incentive to get my thoughts under control.
1: <laughs> yeah, but sometimes if somebody asks you something and you really don't want to tell them your honest opinion because it would do no good. Hey, what do you think about my shoes? And I'm like, yeah, they're yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> imagine someone saying that to you hey do you really do you like my shirt it's yours
1: <laughs> I would I would never say that but that's like I'm
0: only saying that to you from no one I'm get, even You I think you are great I'm just I know, gonna say just well, that's saying yours though, like
1: you you wouldn't be able to like spare that person your honest thought
0: of like those are ugly and then I gotta start having nicer thoughts I guess I don't know
1: yeah I just
0: like I wouldn't want to ask you a question and it's just like a thought bubble <laughs> but here's what I'm thinking how fast is this going because my my thoughts for every thought there's a bubble they won't even be able to see it there's not gonna be any the room in the room my brain is thinking about 400 things right now
1: that's a lie
0: I, no but really I honestly don't think you're gonna have time to read all of them
1: yeah oh yeah that's
0: definitely my answer then because my brain's always moving no about but it's not things.
1: like the thought bubble pops up and it just refills every time you have a thought
0: it's like thought bubble thought bubble thought bubble thought bubble. Yeah, but I'm thinking there's going to be so many you're not going to have time to read all of them. Yeah, I guess maybe
1: if it's just popping up in general, but if I'm looking at you in a meeting and you're thinking about how much you hate your coworker, I'm reading that bu- like even by chance if I just see that bubble, I know that now. I think I'd rather be naked. Really? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I think I don't I don't know. I don't want all my thoughts out there
0: like that. Uh, well, frankly, uh, let me repeat myself. I don't want either.
1: Well, yes. No, I don't either. Obviously. But I think if I had to choose what's scarier to me, all of my innermost thoughts for everyone to see sounds really vulnerable. But so does being naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but naked feels very vulnerable. Yeah. You would never be able to ride in an airplane again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would It would literally take away from your whole life. You
0: can't travel. You can't go anywhere.
1: You would just. You have- can
0: never go. You can't be a politician. I don't want to be a politician. But, like, imagine going. You're like, oh, you have the opportunity to meet a sitting president. I can't. I'm naked. I don't want to meet Trump. Well, no, I don't want to meet that guy. But I'm saying that's why I said a sitting president. Another one. Uh Oh. I don't want to meet that dude. I'm talking about, like, another one. If They were like, oh, no, you could meet Obama. Yeah. I can't go meet him no matter what, no matter what. Sorry, Michelle. Sorry, Michelle. Love you, girly, but I can't see you. I'm naked. No, i was saying like, sorry, Michelle, that I'm here naked. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh. Okay, so yeah, that's a hard take. Okay, we're catering to our male audience today. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But these are actually things that I think we're both, we both find interesting in general. Yes. So, okay, I went through a phase last summer where all I watched were BuzzFeed Unsolved On Hulu, okay? I know, I know, I know. But we're not doing that. We're not doing that. There is a whole nother chunk that is BuzzFeed Unsolved Sports Conspiracies. Ooh. So I watched them, all of them, because they're fun. And so I picked my three favorite, and we're going to talk about them. Two of them are basketball, which are more for you because you're more the basketball person. And then I have one for me, which is football. Okay. Okay. So the first one that we're going to do then is the suspicious retirement of Michael Jordan. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Let me preface this. Basketball. I I like basketball. I don't have a team. Like I don't really – like I'll watch it, but I'm not like – I don't have a preference either way. I also don't really get the technical stuff. Really? No, not really. I'm probably just going to say stuff that's wrong, but, that's I, okay. but I also like – I like I get sports most of the time. I just don't want to come across like I don't know anything. Sure. Because I do. Okay. I'm I'm smart. Okay. Okay. So Michael Jordan, October 1993. It's the day before the Chicago Bulls spring training camp of that 1993-94 season. Okay? Mm -hmm. Big times. Are you there in your head? Yes. This is a crazy time. Did you watch the
1: documentary? No, but I
0: was going to. It's good. My mom even was like, no, 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 it was awesome. And I was like, mom, you don't know anything about Michael Jordan, and I know that. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than just basketball. Well, okay, so then maybe you're going to have opinions on this. Well,
1: I didn't watch every single episode, but I did see bits and pieces, and it was really good.
0: Yeah, I want to watch it. It's on my list, but that's what's happening. Michael Jordan announces his retirement from the NBA. Does he talk about this in the documentary? Mm-hmm. You saw all of this? Um, uh, Not all of okay. this, but. Oh, yeah. he just said that. So he's only 30 years old no. and he is basically dominating the NBA at this point. He's coming off of a three-peat. No one moves away from basketball at the prime of their career. So he like, it's basically throws everybody like, what the heck are you doing? After he leaves, he goes and he plays professional baseball for the Birmingham Barons. Mm-hmm. Which feels so random. Right? He never gets a spot in the major leagues, but whatever, whatever. So it's March 18th, 1995. He announces his return to basketball via fax from his agent. It's a two-word quote from Jordan that just says, I'm back. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote, goosebumps, as if I have any skin in the game when it comes to (laughs) Michael Jordan. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's back, baby. (laughs) I'm literally not alive. I'm just a thought (laughs) floating off in the universe, and I – have goosebumps. Okay. So he plays out the rest of the season with the Bulls and then he ends up hitting another 3 Pete and then retires in 1998. But there have always been lingering questions about his retirement in general because it was random and people wonder what the heck happened there and why he just randomly reappeared and why he went to baseball. There's a lot going on there. So – Three months prior to Michael Jordan's retirement, his father, James Jordan, had been murdered. Mm -hmm. Sad. Um, The murder was a robbery gone wrong. He apparently always wished that his son was a baseball player, and so people think that he went to go play baseball to, like, live out this dream that his dad had for him. Is that what he says in the documentary? Yeah. Okay. I find that, eh. What? I don't. I don't know. He just like grew
1: up athletic and always played both. And his dad like thought that that's what he was going to go big for. And then he ended up going big in, in basketball. basketball. And then when his dad died, he was like, "I feel like I want to try this out." I think he said something about like his dad's last wish, or one of his wishes was to see him like do well in both areas. Oh, so I think it was like ai hmm. "I'm going to try this because I have nothing to lose." Yeah, but you're coming off of a three Pete. You're in the prime of your career. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I think a lot of people during that time are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? Especially because the training for baseball versus the training for basketball is so different physically. Like really? Yeah. Everything that you're training for and you're working out is completely different.
0: Well, yeah, I would think. I mean, they're not even similar sports. So
1: it like almost messed up his basketball body that. And the shape that he was in Mm. for basketball to start over and like try and rebuild. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's completely different. So it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, who are you? What are you trying to prove? Yeah. For him, I think it was at least it comes off like he was doing it for his dad. But he never really got anywhere with it. He wasn't. He was good. Like, he's an athlete. Yeah. But he's not it wasn't just good like, at basketball. Like, he's athletic yeah. across the board. But yeah, it, he wasn't as good, obviously.
0: Dang. I still find it fishy, but we're going to figure out why. Okay. So, apparently, people think he just wants to try different things because he's dominating in basketball. He might not have anything left that he has left to prove, which is what people were thinking. Like, he's already done what he was set out to do. And apparently, in all fairness, he had been discussing retirement for a while before that. It wasn't like yeah, it was a new conversation. Concept. Yeah. But. Another theory. People wonder if it was a cover-up for his previous gambling suspension. Ah, the gambling issue. Done. So, the NBA uh, may have wanted to keep it quiet because Jordan is the biggest NBA player ever, and they want to quiet the scandal and then protect the NBA by default. So, it's May 1991. There's a playoff game against Philadelphia. Jordan uses his free weekend to go to Atlantic City. He returns at 6.30 a.m. before attending their workout at 10 a.m. First of all, he must be an athlete because that sounds like a freaking nightmare. I need eight hours of sleep just to go sit in an office. <laughs> right. He's was up the entire night, slept for three hours, and then just went to his workout at 10 a.m. Where you're training like an athlete? I feel pathetic. Anyways. Okay, so two years later, he goes out in the middle of the Eastern Conference Finals, and he gambles until 2.30 a.m. and comes back 10 hours before their big game. He says that he takes those trips because he gets too wound up to sleep and that he can't go to bed, so he might as well just go out and gamble all of his millions away. He would would just come back like nothing happened and play, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, Everyone knows that he loved to gamble, but there are some associates involved in the early 90s that publicized this. A lot of these people are high-profile dealers and white-collar criminals and all of that good stuff. So at one point, they find a check for $57,000 written to a white-collar criminal from Michael Jordan. So he has ties to, like, people that are doing a lot of shady stuff. Mm -hmm. Jordan says that he wrote the check as a repayment for money that he lost – betting on golf games, and money to repay from poker and gambling games in Atlantic City. So Eddie Dowman in 1992, he's a bail bondsman, and he's shot outside of his home in North Carolina. He is robbed of $20,000 in cash that was in his briefcase, but there are papers inside of the briefcase that are left there. Inside are photocopies of three checks signed by Michael Jordan for $50,000, $40,000, and $108,000. So lots of money. He admits that those are also gambling debts. So obviously that comes into question, and I'll talk about this in a second, of like, if is he betting only on those games or is he betting on his own games? Like if he's betting on basketball games,
1: oh, you have man. a whole
0: other situation because yeah. he could be either throwing games or, I mean, right. you know, but I, I mean, obviously he wasn't because they're winning, winning. But in March 1992, the NBA launches an investigation into Jordan's gambling, uh, but they decide to do it not with law enforcement. They're doing it through the NBA uh, because I don't think you can. Do that through law enforcement if there's not. They don't have any proof of a crime. They didn't have logistical rules about gambling, but they had rules about betting on basketball games. He's not betting on the game to lose and then throwing the game though because he's winning. So he is investigated for three weeks, and they find no evidence of any sort of collusion or whatever. So the NBA says that he can't associate with the high-stakes gamblers anymore, but he can keep playing. June 3rd, 1993, a $1.25 million gambling debt is rumored to have been racked up by Michael Jordan by general manager of the San Diego Sports Arena after gambling on golf games. $1.25 1.25 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um they ended up negotiating it down to $300,000. Wow. Michael Jordan denies that it was 1.25 million, which honestly, I agree. I think that that why would you negotiate it down that much?
1: Yeah, if it started at
0: Yeah, I think that they were this guy, whoever this general manager of that arena place is literally just saying like, "Oh, it was this much, but" pay me this much and we'll just take it off your hands. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like to me. So after the investigation opens about this, Michael Jordan says that he is going to retire. So the NBA commissioner makes a statement a few weeks later that the case is closed and that Jordan's fine. Nothing is happening with that. They're not going to kick him out. His retirement speech has been analyzed over and over again. And there's a weird foreshadowing to his eventual return as if he were planning it. The NBA commissioner says that there's no connection between the investigations and his retirement but michael jordan fans don't really buy it they think that it was some sort of planned thing to cover up
1: oh
0: all of that yeah and that they like knew he was going to come back but they needed to like let it fizzle out yeah yeah oh interesting yeah So I think it could be, I mean, honestly, I don't know, but I think that it could be multiple things at once. Because I think maybe he did want to go live out that thing for his dad. But I also think that like the NBA might have pushed it to be like, okay, you go do that. We're going to like handle the backlash here. But then eventually we do want you back because he was so good for the NBA. Well,
1: it's interesting because the one part that I did see in the documentary was his coach um, when he first came to him and was like, hey, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna retire, and the coach was basically trying to talk him out of it. This is after the three peat. This was the first retirement, not the la- not like the official. Wait, whenever after
0: the before his first retirement, there was a three peat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so the it's first after day. that. Yeah, it's okay. the first three peat before baseball.
0: Right, right, right. Okay.
1: Yeah, and. I'm pretty sure the coach says, like, I'm not going to stop you, but I also don't think you should. Hmm. So, if it was planned, I don't think his coach or his teams were in on it.
0: Hmm. Do you have, like, a team that's, like, your team? I have a few.
1: Especially since dating Corey, I've, like, adopted some of his.
0: Yeah. Who were his teams?
1: Well, obviously, he's from Atlanta. Okay. And then he likes the Lakers. He always has liked the Lakers. Okay. He's also from Arizona, but he doesn't really... He is? Follow the Suns. Yeah. Well, he lived there for like the first 10 years of his life. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Mm. One day I'll have the Sonics back. You think? I used to really like OKC. And there's like mixed feelings about OKC too within like people from Seattle. But I did like them for a while. Hmm. Now, not so much. I don't really follow them.
0: Oh. Who would you say like is your teen team? Atlanta or Lakers? Lakers. Yeah. I feel like i Okay, good. We're going to talk about the Lakers in a minute. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was hoping you would say that. Um, but first, we're going football. Okay. And I'm excited about this one. So I just need you to match my enthusiasm a little bit. Okay, and here's actually something that we need to have a have a discussion about ahead of time. If you're thinking about bashing the Steelers, I just need us to be on the same page that you're going to refrain. I don't like the Steelers or the Patriots. Okay. Or... okay, then that's fine. As long as you don't like the Patriots. The Steelers don't come into this story. I, yeah. I'm territorial. You one know of my that...
1: friends in high school was a really big Steelers fan.
0: Okay, so can we be on the same team for this? i i don't know Depends. no i'm okay, well, not gonna then. lie to you so the next one we're gonna talk about is known as deflate gate okay do you know what it is
1: yes really you didn't know before research no this? i knew
0: okay yeah, yeah. i knew but i didn't know it was like the a big details. enough deal that people talked about it mm-hmm. so maddie knows a significant amount about football too but football is my not as favorite. much See, I can follow a football game well; like I know what's going yeah. on.
1: But if you like quizzed me on football rules, I wouldn't do very yeah, well. Yeah, but
0: football rules are also hard. Yeah, they're they are. very
1: confusing. Even I, I don't get to them. get them down completely. Yeah, this is what I'll say. When it comes to basketball, I feel like I have good basketball IQ.
0: Yeah,
1: I have a way harder time having good football IQ. I just don't know enough. Yeah,
0: yeah you yeah. know, it is very strategy wise. Yeah, I hate the New England Patriots. As do most people, <laughs> except for Sharon Granada and other Patriots fans. Oh, I love Sharon. I love Sharon, except for whenever we talk about football. That yeah, that is a touchy. She's subject. a diehard. Yeah. Um. So this is obviously, even though this season is going to be very weird because Tom Brady will now be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer baby. I know. So how I'm, do you
1: feel about that? Do you hate the
0: Patriots or you hate Tom Brady? Both. So, I don't like Bill Belichick, which we'll talk about in a second, yeah. but I also don't like Tom Brady. So, I think now I just, just don't like the Bucks either.
1: Oh, really? He ruined the Bucks for you, too?
0: Well, yeah, because also they got Gronk back, too. I don't like Gronk. I don't like Gronk either. I think he's an asshole. He's so, the worst. He's the actual worst. Now, I think I'm just not going to like the Bucks, and they're going to be good this year, and it's going to be the first time ever, I'm not, and I'm going to be mad. Yeah.
1: I'm just. Already laughing at all the bandwagon people yep. who haven't claimed the Bucks for
0: years. And now suddenly you're like, I've oh, always been a Bucks
1: fan. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: oh, oh, you've been a Bucks fan. I'm like, no,
1: no you're not. You're a liar. Dude. That's what you are. Yeah, you switched a long time ago. Ugh, and now you're switching back.
0: So, yeah, Tom Brady I have issues with, but Deflategate is <laughs> something that happened. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Nice. Okay, so. I believe it. January 18th, 2015. It's the AFC Championship game, Patriots versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Patriots do end up winning that game, 45-7, to so it's kind of like a little bit of a blowout game, mm-hmm. and they go on to win the Super Bowl that year. In the second quarter of the game, though, the Colts linebacker Dequell Jackson intercepts a pass from Tom Brady. Yeah. And I wrote, and I this has to have been a direct quote from the show because I don't know why I would have written this, but it, in all caps it says, That shakes the league. <laughs> <laughs> what i think you came up with that no, they no had to have shot. said that they had to have said yeah. that oh dear god um after the interception jackson takes the ball to the colt's equipment staff because he notices that the ball is slightly deflated and it feels weird so the equipment staff goes in checks the patriots balls and uses it that they've been using when the offense is on the field it turns out that 11 of the 12 balls being used by the patriots are under inflated by roughly two pounds per square inch which we'll get back to the actual weight thing because I was very confused. Okay. So basically the reason that they would want that to happen is because it allows for easier grip for the quarterback, especially advantage in rain weather, and it was pouring during that game. The 12 balls are immediately replaced. The Patriots win the game, and granted, in their, in all fairness, most of their points were scored in the second half of the game anyways. So it looks like they still potentially could have won. Right. But they bring up a good thing in the episode. Just because your cheating doesn't help you doesn't mean you didn't cheat, (laughs) right? Like you're still a cheater,
1: right? It's like oh, like if it was purposeful. Which is there like a certain process (laughs) that balls get filled up? with the same
0: exact amount of air yeah which I'll get to in a second okay I didn't know how official that process right I didn't understand that process until I was watching this episode I didn't know anything about it it's actually very weird and but that is a good sentence just because your cheating didn't help you doesn't mean you didn't cheat yes like it just at the end of the day
1: you still cheated regardless of if you would have won either way
0: they also like because everybody just thinks that like Oh my God, Tom Brady is just the best thing. He's the best quarterback that ever lived. He's the GOAT, whatever, whatever. Oh. If you're so much better, why do you feel the need to cheat? Like, if you're the GOAT, why are you deflating balls? I don't understand. Bob Kravitz is a Colts reporter. And so after the game, he tweets about how the Patriots should be investigated by the NFL after that whole situation. So Bill Belichick, who's the head coach, Mm -hmm. he basically plays dumb and he says that he'll cooperate with whatever the NFL wants to do regarding an investigation, but he really doesn't have any idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. So people don't know whether or not to believe him in general. So John Madden, who's a hall of fame coach during the investigation says that he thinks that it is probable that Brady made a deal with equipment staff unbeknownst to Bill Belichick. So he doesn't think that Belichick's lying. Oh, He thinks that he doesn't know. He's just
1: clueless. Mm
0: -hmm. He says that there just isn't a way logistically that Bill could have done that all on his own without Brady knowing about it, let alone him doing it like completely on like without him knowing at all. Like there's just no way it could have happened. Do you
1: think it's just Brady and whoever the staff is and not anybody else on
0: the team even? Potentially, which we'll get into Ah. because there's information on that, too. He says if it was done intentionally at all, the quarterback would have had to know something about it. Yes. Done, 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 done. Yeah. I mean, the wide receiver's not going to make a deal with – Right. I mean, I guess. I mean, they could or like they're in on it with a quarterback, but the quarterback is the one that handles the ball most out of anybody. Yeah. Like there's just no way. So – and plus he's feeling the ball. He has to know this is your life's work. Right. Your life's work. Like you
1: do this every day. You every day. When one feels different. Right.
0: Which comes back to – they talk about it later because they do like a ball test to feel. And apparently it is really like minor. Yeah. But, well, apparently it's hard to tell the difference. So people are like, no, he didn't know. Uh, but then other no. people are like, no, but you, you're Tom Brady. Enough. You do know. So I don't know. That's a whole nother thing, which we'll get to. So January, January 23rd, 2015. So that's however, it's a couple of days later. That's uh, our first semester done with SEU. <gasps> really? Yeah. On that exact date.
1: Wait, 2015?
0: Yeah, 2015. Yeah. January of twenty yeah, fifteen. Oh, were it's our last
1: semester of high school.
0: Ooh, weird. Ooh. I was Ooh. never in high school. I don't know about you. I don't remember any of that. Okay. I remember it. January 23rd, 2015. Tom Brady is at a press conference and denies knowing that the balls were deflated. Um, and I have in all caps. This man has won five Super Bowls at this point. He doesn't know the feel of a ball. I don't understand. <laughs> So then Bill Belichick gets – I only like this because of the end part of the story. Bill Belichick ends up going on this whole thing during a press conference about how there's a rubbing process and that it was misinterpreted by the equipment staff. And he's talking about air pressure in the equilibrium state. And I watched the same part of this episode probably 10 times trying to understand what they were talking about. I don't know. I literally didn't <laughs> even know how to dumb it down. So basically it doesn't matter because Bill Nye, the science guy, pops into the story.
1: Oh, I met him. Shut up. What? Yeah. Me and my friends were at a Mariners game in Seattle, and we were leaving, and we're walking back to the car. All of a sudden, we're like, is that Bill Nye, the science guy? Shut up. And we're all looking around, and all my guy friends start going, Bill, 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 in the street. He Uh, probably hears that every day of his life. Oh, my gosh. He, like, was kind of a jerk. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, mind you, we were being very annoying. Okay, we're like, imagine just a group of teenagers, like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, I just I would hate hearing that too, and that's what anyone who knows you only knows you by that. Yeah. Then he's like, you know what? I'm just trying to enjoy a night out with my wife. Stop. And so one of my best guy friends, we all were kind of like, ooh, like. That was awkward. Like that was cringy. Eh. Like we were we were jerks. So my friend goes up to him when we all stop at like the street to cross. Uh And he was like, Hey man, I'm really sorry. Like I just realized (laughs) how annoying we were. Yeah. And I know you're just trying to like have a normal Saturday. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And he was like, It's okay. Like, it's it is true. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy a date night. And like I do get that a lot. But I appreciate that you said that. And so he like wasn't a jerk, but like in the moment, we were like, oh, oh like Bill, no, Nye. Bill Nye, like, chill, Bill. <laughs> wow. He
0: was a jerk, and then
1: he wasn't. And then
0: he wasn't. And then we were jerks, and then we weren't. So, basically, Bill Nye, your best friend, pipes into this conversation, and he basically says, I don't know what Bill Belichick is talking about scientifically. That's not making any sense. Thank God for Bill Nye. Thank God for Bill Nye. So, basically, Belichick's trying to, like, save Tom Brady's ass, and he can't. Okay. January 26th, the Patriots are in Arizona for the Super Bowl. A locker room attendant is caught on surveillance during the AFC game taking two bags of footballs into the locker room bathroom and leaving the bathroom 90 seconds later. The Patriots gave that footage over to the NFL. Um, in the video, he then takes the ba- He took the bags out and put them back. So the people are wondering, did he go in there to deflate all of the balls in 90 seconds? Yeah. Um, but so that would mean there would probably have to be other people in there, like helping him do it, which would, would it be like equipment staff. Is it like who is that? Right. So. Basically, I also didn't know how balls work in general whenever it comes to football. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Um, I I didn't know also the fact that I just added when it comes to football. (laughs) I'm done. I can't. Okay. They test the football. Okay. Hold on. We're just going to be 12 for, like, two seconds, and then we'll come back. We're still laughing a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's funny. Okay. Um, They test the footballs before each game. I also – do you want to hear what an idiot I am? Up until I actually wanted to know this story, I really thought they were using, like, one or two balls, and I thought that it was, like, the same one the entire game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't know how many there were, but I didn't think
0: they were using the same one. Well, I'm going to tell you because – I learned a lot. Apparently, each team has to present 12 balls to the referee uh, before each game and have them tested exactly two hours and 15 minutes before each game, which feels weird to me. So there's time, basically, to mess with the balls afterwards. Damn. (laughs) Okay. Of the fact that 11 out of 12 of them are deflated, someone knew something. It's just basically the fact that did Brady know? Someone had to have done it intentionally. Yeah. It's 11 of 12, and they test them. There's just no way. So apparently, the home team has to provide – The pump and then 12 backup balls as well. The balls must be inflated to 12.5 to 13.5 pounds per square inch. The Patriots balls come in at 11.49. The lowest one is 10.9. Wow. Which is two pounds underinflated, which does make a really big difference when it comes to your grip in general. Mm -hmm. So the referees are the sole judges of whether the balls meet requirements, which is problematic because they can be paid off. Mm -hmm. So apparently, okay, I don't know if I'm going to Especially because
1: how much do referees make? like doesn't Oh, they make a lot. I know they make a lot, but but you're also
0: dealing with very very rich people. Yes, exactly. Not in comparison to Tom Brady. I honestly don't remember how much it is, but it's like a fair chunk. And you couldn't pay me to do that job though. There's no way. So the, there's the ideal gas law, which basically means that colder temperatures cause the air pressure to decrease naturally. And so they try to argue that, that it's like, oh, no, it probably just happened on its own. Aerospace engineers spend three months trying to scientifically explain this whole thing. They recreate a locker room and everything. They imitate the ball movements exactly the way they were in the game. Like, they're going all out. They wipe them the same way. They throw them the same way. They spray them with water the same way, like, to imitate the rain. It's like a full-on experiment. There's no credible evidence that this happened due to the ideal gas law theory. So that can't be it.
1: Cancelled out. My. Also, I just want to say, I looked it up. NFL refs make around two hundred and one thousand dollars a year.
0: Okay, so I have a master's degree, and I will make that much probably in my whole career. And you're just kidding, yeah. But- <laughs> <gonna> say, hey. <laughs> just kidding. So people think that it, it's potential conspiracy against Tom Brady, not a Tom Brady conspiracy. Ray Rice stuff is happening at that same time, like his all of his stuff. So basically, the NFL is not looking awesome at the time. Roger Godell the owner is it Godell Roger Godell I don't know I don't know he's the owner of the NFL is dealing with bad press from the whole Ray Rice thing and then he wants they're thinking maybe he wants to divert attention and create a different scandal so that they can handle one scandal at a time which I don't think really makes that much sense like you have one scandal let's add another like that just feels stupid to me
1: to take off the yeah. Attention from one. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the Ray
0: Rice scandal is also a lot different than that. It's one. true. That is true. So, Ted Wells is a criminal attorney and he's hired by the NFL to be an independent investigator. He stated in the Wells report, the Patriots, more likely than not, tampered with the footballs that Tom Brady was likely aware of the situation prior to the game. And he's hired by the NFL. So, like, he clearly is going out of his way to, like, tell. And, I mean, he is, he's, like, supposed to be non-biased. But, like, usually that only goes so much whenever you get paid a ton of money by these people. John just... He's an equipment assistant, and Jim McNally, the locker room manager, also had a text thread that was investigated by uh, Ted Wells that serves as evidence to all of that happening. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they use the word deflator in the messages. They don't ever release the actual messages, but they're talking about the deflating situation in general in the text thread. Brady also denied the attorneys to look at his emails, phone calls, and texts. Oh. But they went through the equipment assistance phone and found that their correspondence increased during the scandal. They don't have texts exactly what they said, but they do know how much they interacted. Interesting. They hadn't spoken for six months beforehand and then spoke over the phone several times, six times in three days right after the scandal went public. Wow. So if you're trying to cover your butt. Use a pay phone. <laughs> <laughs> amateurs. Tom Brady, you're an amateur. Seriously. Um, Brady is suspended for four games without pay. The Patriots are fined a million dollars. <laughs> Child's play. The Patriots rebuttal says that the Wells report isn't accurate. They said that the text between the two guys about the deflator were a weight loss joke.
1: Yeah, and you're calling them six times in three days about weight loss jokes. It was a really good joke. <laughs> it
0: was so funny. That's so stupid. Uh, May 19th, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriot, stated that he would accept the terms. They tried to lessen Brady's suspension, um, and it goes back and forth with the judge. But in June of 2016, he stated publicly that he wasn't going to take it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Okay, thanks for not taking it to the Supreme Court. Let's deal with more important issues to flake-ate. So basically, I may be biased in my opinion, but I think that Tom Brady is a crook. Oh my gosh. I I think
1: there's enough there that like it was on purpose. Somebody, I think it was
0: Tom Brady. And there's no Who else would benefit from it like him?
1: Yeah. And also, why deny your emails, text threads, phone calls if you have nothing to hide?
0: Exactly. Like if you weren't
1: planning something.
0: I don't think Belichick knew. No, I don't think Belichick knew either. I think he, yeah, no, I don't think so. But I think that Because why,
1: yeah, there's no need to tell him e- even. No.
0: Well, because why wouldn't he? It's better if he doesn't know. No, it's better if he doesn't know. Because,
1: like, yeah. in this case, if he did get caught. Also, that is so interesting that, who's the guy who caught the ball, who intercepted the ball? If he noticed, Dequel is obviously not the quarterback. Yeah. So he's touching the ball a lot less yeah. than Said quarterback, right? And if he noticed that there was a difference, that's almost what automatically, that's what I'm saying, then there's no way Brady didn't notice. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, there's no. But way. there is a lot of discrepancy. People say that you can't really tell the difference, like other NFL football players who do this with their whole life, or just well, like no, random just people. random people. I guess I don't know if they tested. Well, yeah, that.
1: but that's the thing. Like I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't notice.
0: But, but you I was, know if you're the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Or if I was a receiver and I'm like, that's my job. I just, I don't know. It's sketchy that if it was really not that much or like not that much of a difference, why would DeQuell realize it right away? So, those are true. I, I'm just saying. I mean, saying. if Brady would have thrown more interceptions, people wouldn't know. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, he's a good quarterback, but I don't freaking know.
0: I think he did it, I think he's guilty. Guilty as charged. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah. And
1: all you're hearing is your own echo, echo. I'm gone, and you're all alone, and your (laughs) own
0: echo. That sounds like it hurts. (laughs) Uh, Echo. It's pretty good though. There's nobody. (laughs) 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 Wait, you don't know that
1: song? Mm -mm. Why does nobody in Florida know that song? I've literally sang it like probably 20 times over the course of the last five years I've been here and no one knows that that's you a song. You just got so passionate. Gorilla Zoe? Never heard of that. Oh. Him, her. Tim, let me just play a snippet for you real quick. He's an American rapper best known for being a member in the rap group Boys in the Hood. I don't know. It's not even that it like slaps. Well, Maddie, it's I don't just- know how accurate
0: your representation was. So
1: hold on. It was like a middle school song. You did it to
0: yourself. Now you're all by yourself. Acting like you hate me. I love because you made me. You played me to the left. Now there's nobody
1: left to hear
0: you complaining. I'm gone. All you're hearing is you're you Nope. Don't know it. I've tried. I really tried on that one. Help. I'm trying. If other people know, help us. Okay. You ready for the last one? You. This one is the Crooked Reps of the Lakers versus Kings game, game six, 2002 Western Conference Championship. How do you feel? I don't remember that time. You were five. (laughs) That's why. Or six, maybe. No, you were five. I don't know how old you were, Maddie. I wish you'd stop asking. Um, Okay. Okay. So, May 31st, 2002, L.A. Lakers and the Sacramento Kings are at the Staples Center in L.A. You're supposed- okay, at that point, I was still a Sonics fan. Oh, when did the Sonics? 2008. What on, happened? They on, just gave up. I was, on, I was in sixth grade. Did they just give up? They got bought out? By who? OKC. Okay,
1: they just ate up a whole team? Yeah. I hope they give it back to you. I would root for the Sonics. You know how many petitions I've signed? There's literally a guy in Tacoma. Which, if you're from Tacoma, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Everybody that lives in Tacoma just calls him the Sonics guy. 365 days a year, only wears a Sonics jersey, and the same has, one. And he, uh, I think he probably has multiple, um, but he has like multiple petitions to sign to bring our Sonics back. And he always has a sign that says that. And if there's a few places in downtown with that has, like, a lot of, like, thrift stores and stuff. Well, I went in one time when I went home for Christmas break, and there was just a mural of the Sonics guy
0: in uh-huh. the thrift <laughs> Okay. The Kings have the best regular series record of the season, and they need one more win to go to the finals. The Lakers have Shaquille O'Neal, and they have Kobe Bryant. They have been dominating basically the entire season. So this game is considered to be one of the worst officiated games in NBA history um so bad in fact that questions are raised immediately that the game must have been fixed by the nba to increase ticket sales and tv ratings because they had a three-peat and they were coming off of a 3 and they have the two most famous players playing at the time it's right. like you are capitalizing on that and it's the lakers and they go back into that too at one point because they're basically saying like when the lakers are doing well it's good for the nba like there's just certain teams like whenever the yankees are are playing well for it's good for the MLB Mm -hmm. like it's just whoever the most popular team is and it's that for them is the Lakers yeah the Lakers are averaging 22 free throws per game leading up to game six in game six they had 27 free throws in the fourth quarter alone If that tells you anything. No, it's a lot. They shot 40 total compared to the twenty-five for the Kings. There's a lot of discrepancies about all the fouls. Now, I tried to watch the videos. That's where I have issues because I don't know all the foul like I know basics, but I don't Mm -hmm. know like, oh, here's where this is why it's not a foul and this is why it is. Like the basic
1: the technical. Yes.
0: I don't get that stuff at all. So there's a lot of discrepancies, but in the Buzzfeed Unsolved, they go like Bit by bit, trying to be like, oh, no, but now it's not, and now it is. And then I watched the actual video, too, trying to see if I could see anything, (laughs) and I couldn't. I don't know. So two centers for the king fouled out in the fourth quarter. Point guard Mike Bibby got an elbow to the face by Kobe Bryant with only 11 seconds left in the game, and he was taken out because he was bloody and a hot mess. um but they said it could have been an offensive foul against the lakers but i watched the close-up and it looked like kobe bryant is crowding and he swung through but it didn't look like it was a foul like it didn't look intentional and that's what they said too i didn't think well actually just kidding they had like a discrepancy some people said that it looked like he purposely elbowed him in the face i i didn't think so it looked like he like he was crowding him and then like it probably depends on your angle too it didn't i don't know it didn't look like it to me but granted Take that with a grain of salt. A Washington Post columnist insisted that it must have been fixed. And then, here's what's weird. Ralph Nader, who's a politician, gets involved. (laughs) And a whole league of fans talk to the NBA commissioner about the idea that it might have been fixed, including Ralph Nader. He, like, gets himself involved because he's real heated about this. I don't really understand. They end up deciding as an association that if bad officiating were the problem, they were able to eliminate the challenge plays and found that if a majority of those calls were incorrect – the Kings could have won that game over the Lakers. Ooh. So then it becomes like an issue. Rick Edelman is the Kings head coach. And he says, our big guys get 20 fouls tonight and Shaq gets four. You tell me how that game went. It's just how it is. They obviously got the game called the way they wanted it to get called. I mean, it's a fair point. In 2008, <laughs> six years later, the game gets notoriety when the former NBA referee, Tom Donahue writes a letter to Carol Amon, a district judge through his attorney, where he says that the NBA has questionable ethics. He mentions game six whenever he's talking about this. He's still talking about this. So he refers in this public statement to the refs as referees A, F, and G. Referee A and referee F reportedly were considered company men, and they're always looking out for the best interest of the business franchise and the NBA in general. So they don't really care about who wins the game. They just want the NBA to look good in general. Yeah. They heavily favored the Lakers and everybody knew that ahead of time. Hmm. Tim Donahue says that two of the refs in order to benefit the NBA with another game manipulated the game and that every all the refs knew it. But then that uh, obviously raises the question you have one shady ref who's now just telling on a bunch of other shady refs like Yeah. Uh, we, you're not a great source. <laughs> right. So, um He ends up publishing a book called Personal Foul. He says that game six, it was easy to guess who would win the game as soon as he found out who the refs were for game six. He said that he knew the Lakers had already won and that it was a stunning example of game and series manipulation at its ugliest Wow, is how he describes it in the book. Dick Bavetta is reportedly the mastermind behind the entire thing and apparently he calls him out for more than one game that this happened all the time. I, for some reason, I don't have who Dick Bavetta is, though. I'm just realizing that now. He could be anyone. What's his name? He's the Sonic guy. Um, <laughs> Dick Bavetta.
1: He's um an American retired professional basketball referee.
0: Okay, so yeah. For back. the NBA. Uh, Donahue, at the time of these accusations, was facing felony charges for gambling with inside information about games and teams, though. So... He was known for gambling on games that he was officiating, so he definitely threw some games himself. He could be getting himself out of. He might be being like, well, yeah, look, all the refs are shady. Look what they did in games. Right, six. like yeah. covering his And it's up. the worst officiated game in NBA history. Obviously, like, people are going to remember that one. Right. So, I don't know. Um, there's also conspiracy to wire fraud as well for Donahue. So, he's basically in deep trouble. And this is at the exact same t- time. Exact same time that the letter comes out, possibly to reduce his sentence, to look like he's cooperating with police. He could have faced 33 months in prison, and he only ended up serving 15. So if that tells you anything. Wow um the nba commissioner calls his allegations baseless and untrue he's trying to seem like he wasn't the only one who wasn't involved in criminal activity desperate attempts to implicate other people were just a part of it the lakers coach phil jackson cited some bad calls from previous games and denies all of the charges got pollard who is the center of the um for the king's said he was really gracious about the allegations, but when asked about it, he said, and this is just so pure, he said, if that's true, then that would really hurt. It would hurt the league. It would hurt my feelings. That's ugly. I really hope that it isn't true. Isn't that sad? I mean, yeah. Just like a grown man being like, man, that would hurt my feelings if that was true. It would hurt the league. It would hurt me. That's just sad. And it's true. Like, you just give your life for this organization and they just bet against you. Potentially. Screw you. Over. Oh, it's just sad. So it ends up being federally investigated, but they found no evidence on either side. They found 15 calls that were erroneous or missed completely. But of those 15 calls, seven were on the Kings and eight were on the Lakers. They have no evidence, but they think it was just poorly officiated. They don't think it was fixed. Wow. So basically, it comes down now. A lot of the Kings fans that watch that game and are really passionate about game six say that they think that the three-peat that the Lakers go on to win wasn't actually a three-peat, that they should have lost that game. Dang. But that is the conspiracy of the game 6 game. What do you think happened? Um I don't think they have any f- there's not enough proof. There's not enough proof. I mean, you just have this one sketchy ref who, like, I don't really take his word for it. I mean, it sounds like it was poorly officiated, but I don't know if it was fixed.
1: Right, like that's not the disagreement. Like, and even was. if they
0: had a a bias, I don't know if it was necessarily because I mean, they it would agreed be on so it. So
1: hard being a ref. I mean, like part of it is just like obvious calls, mm-hmm. but in the mix-up ones... do you think
0: the refs have a
1: team? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If you're a NBA
0: ref, you like the NBA. Well, yeah, but I mean like I'm also so thinking. So you probably have a team And somewhere. I guess if you work so closely with teams you probably know. Like even teams that you're the like, players. no, I like that guy's coach. Or like I really right. like those players. Even if it's not necessarily your home team. Yeah. And like I think I would be terrible about not Having a bias, right? I'd be like, no, I like those guys. He wouldn't do that.
1: Right. <laughs> I always or like, oh, it's a toss up between one guy that I really like and the other guy, and it could mm-hmm. go either way. I'm gonna go with it the in Benefit like.
0: for the guy that I like. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's funny why we're not refs. I also always want to get that package that you can get on NFL ticket where you can um, hear what they're saying in their headsets because you know oh, some people my are like, I want it so bad. One day it's like my one of my goals. I know that I made it in life whenever when I can, can order that. that. Yeah, because I want it so bad. It's I bad will – cre- I think it will change the entire experience. And especially because I'm the type of person where, like, I like a movie better if I know the actor or the actress or, like, have watched them. Yes, and, not- like, an interview. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I know that I love them or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, if I find out that an actor and actress is an asshole, I'm like, I never want to watch it. any of their stuff again. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I know that an athlete is, like, being really funny inside of his helmet and, like, it's like saying stupid stuff to his teammates or like whatever watching it that much more i love that ju- like i love listening to juju smith schuster's headset <laughs> a- anytime i watch clips of him talking i'm cracking up laughing because he's so freaking funny so yeah those are some sports conspiracies there's actually a ton of them though that i really liked those were just three that i don't know i thought we could chat about and, and i just needed to. Ta- i needed up. to talk shit on tom brady
1: Oh, my Is really gosh. really over here. I know. Well, I know. You're going to have a lot of opportunity because he's going to be in your state.
0: Ugh. I'm disgusted about it. I really am.
1: I think you have to get over it.
0: Well, it hasn't even happened yet, so how dare you try to negate my feelings and nothing's even happened?
1: Yeah.
0: I just don't want to hear it.
1: <gasps> oh! Are you going to say something every time the Bucks have a game?
0: I'm blaming anything that goes on in Tampa on Tom Brady.
1: Good or bad or just the bad? Just the bad. No, no, just
0: strictly the bad. The good stuff was probably me, okay. I would think. I don't know. You better end In the end of the day, it's me versus Tom Brady. <laughs> and also probably Trump or something. <laughs> yeah? You feel
1: good about that? I mean.
0: Okay. Bye. LOL. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thanks for listening, guys.
0: I'm hanging out. Bye. <laughs>